Hello friends and folks and welcome back to another episode of the 2020 Scanline Media Gimmick Awards. I'm Six Datmar. I'm Jennifer Uncle. I'm Kyrie Page. And we're here to talk about this year's Backlog Star. This is a category about old games that we had a good time with this year, basically, is more or less the category. It's kind of weirdly named, but I, you know... Sometimes you just don't want to say best old game because it's not very evocative. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, we do have another category that w- will include at least one other old game. <laughs> sure. True. Um, I just thought it was a Highway Star reference. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, a reminder of our rules here. One winner, as many runners up as we feel is appropriate. Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie. Why don't you read our sure. list? All right. So for Backlog Star, our list includes the following. Shenmue, Shenmue 2, Guilty Gear XX Accent Core Plus R, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Yakuza Kiwami 2, Ninja Gaiden 2, No More Heroes, and Dark Souls 2. A lot of twos on this list. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Terrible twos. Yep. Terrible t- 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 Tuesday. Okay, so start off, I think we're probably only going to do Shenmue or Shenmue 2. I find it hard to believe we'll put both on the list. Okay. I think that uh, Shenmue 2 kind of edges out Shenmue a little bit here. Um, Shenmue 2, um, like many sequels, increases the scope of what's happening. And um, also just... It involves a more. It involves an interesting side cast of characters that end up participating in the same actions that Rio is taking. Like, instead of being people that he occasionally just comes up to and asks questions, they take an active role in the plot. And uh, also, they just like I can't say much about this because uh, Six hasn't finished yet. But the latter half of that game gets into some things that like. It would take at least a decade before more AAA games, or just more games in general. Shenmue, the first one, is an outstanding technical achievement. It was very clearly the first of its type. Uh, like There's something still impressive to me that every character in Shenmue is voiced, you know? But mm. I think all the praises that I can, like... For all the praises of Shenmue, Shenmue 2 takes those ideas and runs with them. And also includes, like, good quality of life things. Like, for example, like, um, you can advance time in specific locations in Shenmue 2, so you don't have to wait around for hours and hours, Mm -hmm. you know, in-game time to, like, get something done. Well, and I think there is something... Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, some, granted, there is something a little charming about Shenmue uh, 1 in that uh, you do have to wait in real time, like real world minutes for things to happen sometimes because mm-hmm. like there's nothing quite like it. But Shenmue 2 lets you get to the like good parts, which is the story and characters. I think what for me, what I really love about Shenmue as a series 
is sort of the way that Shenmue takes this idea, right? It starts out with being like, okay, this, you know, this this guy came from China and killed your dad in order to get this artifact that's going to unlock the end of the world. It's a secret magical, you know, like mirror. And it takes that very like outlandish, like martial arts movie premise and then immediately says, okay, you're a teenager. What the fuck are you going to do about it? You're mm-hmm. going to stumble around and say like, have you seen any thugs? Have you seen um, any sailors? You're just going to act like a, a like a clueless doofus for hours. And I think on that front, Shenmue 2 really, like, the dream uh, Ryo has, like, he, he's doing a bad job. But in Shenmue 1, he is, you know, pursuing Land D. He is trying to find his way. And, you know, he gets, like, his money stolen by the travel agency and stuff. And that's great. But, like, Shenmue 2 so quickly, like, within minutes is like, okay, you're in Hong Kong. You lost all your money and you don't know where you are. And you're not dealing with Landi basically at all for hours. You're spending hours like, okay, I'm going to run this gambling stand so I have money to spend the night at a like at a like guest house. I'm this nice lady on a bike who I'm rude to for no reason all the time is gonna get me a job at the warehouse. Like it's a it's a in over your head simulator to me. And in that category, Shenmue 2 just just rules. Shenmue 2 is great. Like the expansiveness of the locations are is really something. And like mm-hmm. you said, the in over your head, like the in over your headness of Shenmue 2 uh, works to its advantage. Like and also in the story because the story escalates in some pretty buck wild ways. But you're still ostensibly just this. You know, you're still just Ryu Hazuki like a teenage kid and you're just trying to like find your way in the world and trying to get revenge for your dead dad but like there are people who are way stronger than you and are you know people who will take advantage of you and like Shenmue 2 definitely captures that feeling of just taking on something that is beyond yourself Mm mm-hmm Maybe we don't need to cut Shenmue 1. I don't know. I think they have their own different strengths and weaknesses. Like, Mm -hmm. the cool thing about Shenmue 1 is its entire runtime is people people who live with or around Ryo going out of their way to be like, Hey, kid, this revenge idea is fucking stupid. Please do not do this. You, You have so much of your life ahead of you. And it's a 10 to 15 hour game where Rio is basically forcibly ripping off all of the, well, ripping down all of the safety constraints, preventing him from doing this thing and just doing this thing as everyone comments about it. It's like a slow motion tragedy that he is embarking on this journey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what can we cut? Um, I can just, I can just quickly, the one I added to the list was Guilty Gear XX Axon Core plus R. Um, I really like, like, I like Guilty Gear quite a bit. I know I'm kind of the only one who really does. <laughs> Guilty Gear was kind of, listen, Guilty Gear was kind of like my first love in fighting games. And it was something really cool to just see as something as simple as a rollback netcode update for Guilty Gear XX um, to like reinvigorate like people's interests in it and it was really fun um i participated in a tournament i got i got 
I got taken out. <laughs> I didn't do very well, but there was something really fun that this older game received this update and suddenly there was a lot more interest in it. And mm-hmm. I think um, in the spirit of like this category, I think I, I just wanted to shout it out for like, I want more older fighting games to like incorporate this, you know, rollback net code because it really is like, you know, it's ridiculous how well it makes online feel it, the play. And mm-hmm. I, it really does something for, you know, older, more niche, like fighting game communities to be able to play, especially considering how 2020 was a year defined by the fact that we were all stuck in our homes and weren't able to do locals anymore. Like that, you know, having good net code in your fighting game is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I'll bring up regarding that is wasn't the person who was working on the net code, or at least in some capacity, wasn't that, uh, the person who initially was running the Skullgirl studio and Arcs was basically working with them, even like knowing full well what he did and only kind of kicked him off the team once people found out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Mike Z was, was involved in that project and that sucks. Yeah. Um, I think, I you know, I don't think any of his abuse shows up in the net code, right? I think you can separate the two, mm-hmm. but, you know. Still a piece of shit. <laughs> yep. Um but uh, there are other there are other people who know how to implement rollback netcode code mystics uh is a team that have been like bringing um they brought uh, King of Fighters 2002 I believe. Mm-hmm. Um they updated that. Weird pick. Yeah. Weird pick, weird pick <laughs> but um they updated that game with rollback netcode and it's like there are people other than Mike Z who know how to do it. So hire those people. Yeah. Mhm. Um, but I just wanted to, again, shout it out because I think it is really cool when, you know, companies look at their backlog and make these small, ch- make these changes to, you know, breathe, you know, breathe life back into their game. Uh, I'll take a second to say uh, Ninja Gaiden 2 is on here because, I mean, I, I played a fair bit of that. That was the first game I played on my new Xbox Series X. Uh, shout out to our friend Jackson. Ninja Gaiden 2 is is great. There are a lot of really cool systems in it. The boss fights are honestly some of the worst in any game I've ever played. They are unbelievably bad. Uh, There's a boss fight against, like, a big metal floating Tesla snake with a man's face. Um, In true, like, (laughs) NES fashion, there's no explanation why it's there. And you can't fight it with anything but the bow you just have to charge up your bow and fire and hope you kill it before it kills you because if you get near it it electrocutes you so 90% of the weapons you have you just can't use um it's a dog shit fight and it's hardly alone in that the game has some serious problems um but when it hits it hits so hard so I wanted to shout it out even though I'm cutting it here yeah on that note, uh, maybe No More Heroes should go. Like, No More Heroes is mm. a fantastic game with a such a strong sense of style. Like, um, it makes even though Travis Touchdown is such a huge asshole in that game, he's just fun to be around and watch his antics. And uh, it has some really memorable boss fights. But 
also it's kind of a game that falls apart as it goes along like hmm. it, it's kind of funny how at least one of the fights is just a cutscene as a goof and stuff like that but there's other moments where like the stages that you're running through are they they either find ways to artificially lengthen them like the whole run across the beach or they it's just a really short like three to four minute walk through a few enemies and then you fight the boss and uh i do think that from beginning to end it's an entertaining time it's just that occasionally it feels like they didn't have the steam or the budget to get through some of it but decided to keep it anywhere they decided to keep those sequences in any way even though they weren't very fun and i was just thinking during that I'd rather not be going through these sequences. I'd rather just be watching cutscenes of this happening. I mean, I enjoyed the combat pretty much all the time. Um, I, like, I didn't put No More Heroes 2 on here. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I think we both played the played it this year as well. Um, I feel like I'm looking at this list and I would leave No More Heroes on, but... I think... I don't. Uh, what I saw of No More Heroes, they did a really excellent job on that Switch port, uh, which is mm-hmm. what most people played this year. Um, they did like they kept they kept the same style uh, like from the Wii game and just upresed it in a really clean way. So um, I think that's worth noting. I will say the fight against bad girls fucking obnoxious. Yeah. The- oh my god! What a shitty fight. <laughs> I guess it can stay, yeah, because uh, I just had a really good time with it, and also like Quentin Flynn doing that uh, Irish accents for his character <laughs> is just fucking incredible. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see Dark Souls two go. Um, I played I played a decent amount of Dark Souls two this year. That game's good. Um, it has problems, what Dark Souls doesn't, but it is among I think of of the Souls games. I would put it at either number one or number two next to Sekiro. And I, I, that's out of respect for Sekiro. Sekiro kind of drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> but when it hits, it hits so hard. I don't know. But uh, Dark Souls 2 just feels a lot more imaginative than the other Souls games to me. Yeah. And that means it's, a lot. Yeah, there's something about, uh, like, I really didn't spend that much time with Dark Souls 2 um, because I just bounce off most Souls games. But, uh, I do think it's interesting how, like, 80% of the complaints I usually heard about it was, the geometry doesn't make any sense, when I think it's awesome that if you take an elevator, you go straight up and enter a volcanic pit. Like, that's awesome. I mean, I do think, like, Austin Walker will be one to tell you, like, that's part of the, that's part of the world building, right, is that time and space are broken. Um, That's... That's true, but I also think there's a degree to which, boy, that's an easy thing to write when you realize your levels don't make any sense. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think there, are, there. I have complaints about Dark Souls 2, for sure. Um, that's why I don't think it needs to be one of our nominees, or one of our um, our runners-up, but, but it's cool. God, the hitboxes on some of those things are fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Does... Resident Evil 2 Remake need to be on here, Jen? I think it's pretty excellent. Like, um... Do you really like doing chess puzzles in the sewers that much? 
that's like a that's like such a small segment of that game. Is it? Because it's where I quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a small segment to me, and also like everything else you're doing in that game is pretty awesome. And uh I I guess it does lose a little bit of the charm by making every single character have the same potty mouth as Moira Burton, just because there was something kind of comical about in previous Resident Evil iterations, how you were dealing with these gruff military slash police types who were surprisingly polite in their exclamations and stuff like that. And Moira, Barry Burton's daughter, was the only one that was just cursing up a storm because she was a millennial. But, uh... Yeah, it's... It's... I really appreciated the fact that I was able to get through Resident Evil 2 Remake. Mm. Like, I guess the other thing is, for me, that was very much a last year game. That is true. I mean, true. like, obviously it came out last year, but, like, also my time with it was last year. That is true, yeah. I, I think it can go. The chess piece part is pretty annoying. <laughs> Alright, we're down to four. Um, <laughs> is it gonna be Shenmue, Shenmue 2, and the successor to Shenmue? <laughs> <laughs> Because we have on here Yakuza Kiwami 2. Uh-huh, we sure do. Um, and that game rules. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know people talk up Yakuza 0 as the best one, but honestly, Kiwami 2, I ended up liking quite a bit more. Right. Well, I mean, this, like, 2020 was kind of the year, Jen, that you seem to have gotten, you got really deep into the Yakuza games. Yeah, it's it's definitely one where I started going through a lot of them after spending last year with judgment and like, uh, 2018 with both, um, Yakuza zero and, uh, Kiwami one. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's something about Kiwami two takes advantage of the new engine. So you're able to walk in and out of the shops. And, uh, I know there's just something about that specific, rendition of both Sotenbori and uh, Kamurocho that uh, feels very alive to me. Mm-hmm. Most of the side quests hit for me and they the actually... pretty good too. Oh, go ahead. What did you say? I said the story's pretty good too. Yeah. The and they made a villain that I actually found was pretty sympathetic. Just, he he went through, he had a very rough childhood and also... When you're talking with him, he's just very enigmatic and entertaining. Like, this is someone who would, in my mind, it's like, this is someone who I wouldn't last five minutes with in the same room. But at the (laughs) same time, I would be enjoying the four minutes and 30 seconds I was in the room with him before I ate it. Well, I did not mm, need to hear about that right now, Jennifer. (laughs) I was just going to, I was just trying to say, like, getting (laughs) killed. <laughs> you just enjoy getting killed. Okay, fair enough. Sure. Um all right, we can cut no more heroes, I guess. Is where we're at. <laughs> so it really is Shenmu Shenmu 2 and the spiritual successor to the Shenmu series. And I think... Hey, make games about stories set in a cool city. Yeah, and I think honestly, I think the winner is Shenmu 2. I think so too. Like, Shenmue 2, like, not to say anything about Yakuza Kiwami 2. Yakuza Kiwami 2 is an excellent game. But Shenmue 2, while we were playing it, the you know, in 2020, I was just 
so I'm still impressed to this day what they did with that game. Like mm-hmm. what you know, what they accomplished on the fucking Dreamcast. Like the Dreamcast was a good like it was powerful for its time, but like what they were doing with Shenmue 2 was bananas and what phenomenal yeah absolutely like there was nothing like it and i still think there aren't games quite like it like the only thing that comes close are the yakuza games and like i don't know like there's something really magical about shenmue as a series like there's Mm -hmm. like there's a reason why we have both of those games on this list i think also because we played them this year (laughs) yes we did yeah (laughs) but they're really really fucking phenomenal games Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so i guess our winner is shenmue 2 with runners up shenmue and yakuza kiwami 2 uh hey make games about people having dramatic adventures yeah exactly interpersonal relationships Mm -hmm. getting lost in a city these are all good things Come to think of it, that was like a whole movie genre for decades, and so few games have like games love try to games love trying to emulate movies, but for whatever reason, most of them steer clear of that, even with open even within open world genres. Well, I, yeah, well, you know, I think it's just that with the thing that Shenmue and Shenmue Two did was. Like I said, it allowed you to experience a a space and allowed you to just be. And there's something really special about that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, gosh, these games are just, they're really fantastic and definitely worth playing. And I'm really excited to get the Shenmue 3. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm really excited to see how you, like, Shenmue 3 was 2018? correct i think that's correct no, no, i think it was 2019 actually it was 2019 2019 i i cannot wait to see what you know over 20 years of difference like does to shenmue yeah. my understanding is you should not expect 20 years of difference you should expect maybe two right <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it's like using modern technology to tell the same type of story Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. one thing I'm dreading is that they added hunger meter to it, so... Oh, it'll be fine. We'll just have an onion from time to time. <laughs> just have an onion? Yep. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for the Backlog Star. Shoutouts to Shenmue. Those games rule. Um, we'll be back with you for more categories, probably, unless this is the last one we post. Listen, I don't think it'll be. We'll probably do Game of the Year last, I would guess. Yeah. Um, But... Order is order is a, a myth. Uh, until time next space. time, folks. Peace out. See ya later. <laughs>